Welcome to the Weight Release Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Bron Martin, the hypnotic weight whisperer. This podcast is for you if you are so over dieting, but you still want to release weight. And if diets don't work, and if quick fixes don't work, and we know they don't from hard-won experience, then what do we do? It's all good. You're now in the right place. This is not just about releasing weight physically. It's about releasing everything energetically, emotionally, mentally, and physically. So this is the place where you're going to get practical tools, inspiration, insights, and a little bit of mind-bendy hypno-magic to support you in your weight release journey. So let's get started, shall we? In this episode of Weight Release Revolution, we're diving into how to release the weight of what we perceive our flaws are. And the thing is, sometimes those things that we see as weaknesses are actually our superpower. Now, I have had quite a few ADHD clients, and quite often the way that they show up in the world isn't the way we're programmed to show up in the world. Even for myself, I have ADHD tendencies. I wouldn't label myself and say I have ADHD, but I do have ADHD tendencies, and one of them is complete disorganization. One of them is that you know, putting washing away is like a momentous thing for me. And I've just recently had somebody start living with me and it is such a massive upgrade, like the hugest upgrade because now I'm putting my washing away. Now I'm making sure that everything is tidy and I'm living in a house that is way, like I've always been clean, but is way tidier. And so I'm having to do that to make this a lovely living environment for somebody else as well. And it's really like an upgrade for myself too. Now, I stopped giving myself a hard time about it because before I would have been like, God, you're so bloody lazy or, you know, why can't you get your shit together and just put your washing away? And it would be like (laughs) on the dining room table and it would be on the sideboard bit and then I'd put it in the spare room, you know. So it was very much around it felt like overwhelming to do it. And it was overwhelming to do it because I let it pile up. But now every time I do a load, I just fold it and put it away right then and there. I might actually, to be fair, it did sit on the sideboard, but it was folded. (laughs) It only sat there for a day instead of sitting there for weeks. And I'm like, God, I've got no clothes. And then I realized they're all in the washing pile or I put them in the laundry um, in the linen cupboard so I didn't have to look at them. But I stopped making myself wrong for it. We don't have to make ourselves wrong for everything. And what actually happens with our brain is our brain distorts reality. And what it does, it looks at how we are not showing up in the world. It looks at our weaknesses as roadblocks to success. But what if we reframed what we think is our kryptonite, as our perceived character flaws, and then begin to see them as unique strengths instead? Because, you know, I might be a bit shit at putting the washing away, but I'm an amazing person at coming up with creative ideas. I'm amazing at the job that I do. And if I was focusing solely on the fact that, you know, like even bookkeeping, it's not my it's not my superpower in any way, shape or form. Instead of trying to become a really good bookkeeper in my business, that's something that I just outsource. So we don't have to make ourselves wrong for things that perhaps we're not so good at. Now, what can happen is when we first start doing something, we're not good at it because we kind of don't know what to do, right? There are four four stages of competence that was, this is a model developed by a guy called Noel Birch. And let's look at like driving a car. So when you first start driving a car, you've got unconscious incompetence. You have no idea of how much you don't know. You're just a passenger in the car and it all seems quite easy, right? So you've got no idea like of, of what it's like to drive a car. 
Then you move into, you've got your learner's permit and you're allowed to get in the front seat. You're allowed to get in the driver's seat. Now you've got conscious incompetence. You know how shit you are at driving the car. The gear stick won't work. Oh my God, well, there's so many things. I have to put my seatbelt on and then I'm looking at cars. Where did that car come from? So stressful. So <laughs> my neighbor, her daughter is learning to drive a car at the moment. And last night I went to put the rubbish out into the rubbish bin and her daughter was in the shared driveway and the car was just sitting there and I was taking my dog out for a pee as well. And then she was lurching down the driveway and I knew I, just me being there would be so stressful for her. So I was quickly trying to get out of the way. And we've got a really steep bit at the end of our driveway. She lurched down into the steep bit and then just pulled up short because the front of the car was about to hit the um, the curb. Anyway, she pulled it up in, in time and I quickly walked inside because I knew if she was looking in the rearview mirror, she's like, what, what's Bron looking at? You know. <laughs> so it's that now you realize how not good you are at something. Then you move through more of the learning, the conscious competence. So you're starting to get it. You know, you, you've got your three-point turn down. You're actually, you know, you've got your P plates. You're getting there. Then you've got unconscious competence, which is mastery. And this is years and years and years of driving. And, you know, basically your subconscious has the wheel. Like you have got it nailed. But the problem is a lot of people stop at that point where they're aware of how shit they are with something. So there are some things that we go through life and we actually learn because it's good for us to learn it. But there are some things that we don't need to keep trying to be good at because they're not our superpowers and we can just be okay with the fact that we're not good at them. This episode is brought to you by Slimmer's Hypno Hub, where you get to rewire your mind for weight release and... It's only seven bucks a month. I know, crazy, crazy good. Yeah, in a good way, amazing. Yeah, and you also get community support in the Facebook group. And we have a weekly theme where you get to find out more about everything that makes you tick, releasing all of the things that are holding you back. You can find out more by clicking the link in the show notes. Now back to the podcast. The problem comes up for us when we keep telling ourselves that we're not good at something. So I had a call this morning, which is actually one of my things again, is not being super organized. And so I would love to be the person who has a whole bank of podcast episodes and they're ready to roll out, but it's not like it's 11.54. This was meant to be out at 12. But this morning I was giving my friend who's just got two new kittens. They're so cute. Giving her advice on which kitty litter to use and how to transition them over from a cheap brand to a better brand and looking at photos of her kittens. I'm okay with that around myself now. Like as long as I'm not spending all day doing that, sometimes my deadlines are a little bit pushed out. I don't give myself a hard time for them anymore because sometimes I am so on and I'm smashing out work and it's just amazing. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, what am I meant to be doing? But if I was telling myself over and over again, oh, you're bad at this, oh, you're bad at this, you're bad at this, then I'm going to be bad at it, right? But if I can reframe things that are more helpful for me, like, you know, I'm not amazing at bookkeeping or anything like that, but sometimes I have to raise client invoices and I just do it, but it might take me a little bit of time. But if I was just like, oh no, that's, I don't do that. I don't do that. Then I'd never actually do them. So some things we actually have to do and we can reframe the things so they serve us better. So one of my clients was in the call this morning, Karen, and she has committed to training with a personal trainer at five o'clock in the morning. So before the last 
four months when she made that decision, made that commitment, waking, she has to wake up at 4 a.m. to do this, right? And that's a challenge for anybody. But instead of focusing on that struggle, she decided to reframe the situation. And she began to tell herself that she loved these early sessions, that they started her day on a positive note and they really set her up for success in the day. And now four months later, Karen has consistently stuck with this routine and that demonstrates the power of positive reframing. And it also demonstrates how far she has come because she is amazing at sticking to commitments that she's made to herself within our program as well. So she consistently shows up to the calls that we have in the Balanced Body Program. So it's about knowing ourselves, our strengths, weaknesses, and default settings. And recognizing these allows us to understand that our typical responses in any given situation gives us the power to consider different ways to respond. Knowing the power of the reframe as a hypnotherapist, I catch myself sometimes. So about two years ago, I went on a mountain hike, like climbing a mountain, Mount Coulomb, which I find quite challenging, but I haven't climbed it before. And I got there and I met up with these people and I was just like, oh, I hate hills. And this guy was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And then I caught myself. I was like, what are you doing? And I was nervous about climbing this mountain with these people because quite a few of them look really fit. And also my, my level of fitness is much to be desired. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm going to have to stop loads. And I even now I get kind of nervous, excited when I'm when I'm about to climb a mountain because I find it super challenging. So I um, started talking to myself on the way up and I let go of that negative frame that I had. And I kept saying, oh, I love climbing mountains. I love climbing mountains. My legs, which were burning, <laughs> my legs love climbing mountains. My legs are so strong. My legs are so amazing and they can take me so far. And I just positive reinforced myself up that freaking mountain. And there was one point, I'm also a little bit scared of heights. And there's one point where it feels like you're right on the edge and people sort of sit there and I'm crawling along my hands and my knees. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Getting to the side and I couldn't face out. I was facing in and now I've climbed that mountain a few times and still that bit gets to me, but I'm not climbing on my hands and knees anymore because I have positive reinforced myself into being okay in that situation. Part of getting to know ourselves more and loving ourselves deeper is knowing our strengths, knowing our weaknesses and knowing our default settings without making ourselves wrong for having them. Some of them are super unhelpful and we can reframe them to change them but we can't do that effectively from a place of shame and blame because that doesn't work. We can just see ourselves like with the loving light of awareness shone onto us going, that's interesting that I do that. It's interesting that I said that. I wonder why that is. And recognizing this allows us to understand different ways to respond. The problem is that quite often that negative soundtrack in your mind is just your only soundtrack. So it's only when we introduce your inner cheerleader, that positive part of you that actually likes you, that actually loves you, that actually stands up for you, that is just like, hey, you're doing a great job. It's only when that part of us comes in and then you realize that that dialogue that you had over and over and over reverberating around in your mind wasn't super helpful. It was like having like, a frenemy in your head the entire time. And it has positive intentions. It wants to look out for you and it wants to keep you safe. 
but it's not doing it in a very loving way and it's not doing it in a very effective way and it's doing it from a very fear-based kind of way. So that used to be my inner dialogue for the longest time and I'd be just on a constant loop of how shit I was and how I wasn't measuring up and I'm so bad at this and why can't I get under control? Why can't I sort out, you know, finances, relationships? Why can't I sort out my weight? Why can't I sort out my life? I'm so far behind everybody else. Like all of these negative things, it was on a constant loop. And when I shed that part of my personality, when I shed that inner mean girl, that inner critic, that inner complete little bitch, then it really freed me up. And now my inner talk is kind and loving. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, Bron, seriously. But that's so different to how it used to be. Now, I remember about three years ago, I was about to do a um, a Facebook Live and I was doing this challenge. And as I was putting my makeup on for it, I was just weirdly, this voice came in. It was just like, who do you think you are? No one's going to show up and no one wants to hear what you say. And you're full of shit and la, la, la. I sort of stopped in the middle of doing my makeup. I was so shocked. And I just said the two most powerful words ever, fuck off. And the voice went away. That was my, because I had made a new familiar for myself. That was now that old voice that was always on in my mind was now so unfamiliar that I just was like, I'm not accepting that. You know, no, I'm not that frog in the boiling water anymore. I'm in a different pot and this water is cool. (laughs) I'm not putting up with that. Now I love the calls like I was on this morning because people come into my balanced body program because of me and what I do and how I help people, but they stay because of the collective wisdom. And so when we share our experiences, it's so powerful to know, oh, I'm not the only one that's like that. So another person that was on the call this morning has learned to reframe self-criticism. So she used to berate herself for allowing messes to accumulate when she was unwell. And, you know, she is unwell a lot because of um, the condition that she has. And one day, She found herself walking downstairs with five cups in her hand that had accumulated in her room. Instead of criticizing herself for letting all of that, you know, perceived mess pile up, she was like so proud of herself for being able to carry all five downstairs at once. So she recognized that unconscious habit of self-criticism and she consciously chose to be positive instead, but it all stemmed from the subconscious. She didn't have to tell that other voice to go away. That other voice doesn't have the biggest share of her attention anymore. So magic happens when we program our mind at the subconscious level to support us and to be okay with the kryptonite that we all have. I was reading something the other day and I was talking about superheroes and they actually, for Superman, they gave him a weakness. They gave him the kryptonite. Because this is a podcast, I could actually go and use Google. And I just thought to myself, I was thinking about Superman. And I was thinking, I wonder if Wonder Woman had a weakness. How fucked is this? (laughs) So uh, this is directly from Google. Um, Does Wonder Woman have a weakness? She has no convenient weakness. She used to be rendered powerless if she was bound or shackled by a man. Are you joking me? But that's been phased out, thank goodness, because now we're not in that. Oh, that's awful. She would also go mad when her bracelets were can, uh, were removed. That was up into the 1980s. That's mental. Thank God Wonder Woman has come into the thing. And, you know, what's her name? Gal Gadot is like, yeah, I mean, Linda Carter did a bloody good job, didn't she? She was awesome. Anyway, I do digress. 
The big thing is not making ourselves wrong for the way we naturally are. When we get to know ourselves more and love ourselves deeper, we see any perceived flaws as just simply a part of us and we can understand them and we can harness their potential. You can do this by doing uh, profiling tests as well. So there's some that are free like human design, Myers-Briggs, which are really interesting. So for human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So it means that I can get the ideas, but I can also follow through on them as well. There's a manifester. There's also like a projector and a reflector. I don't know much about them because I'm a bit self-involved and just know about my one. Um, And then there's Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENFP, which is very much, um, you know, the visionary, the leader. And then there's also the Gallup. And there is the Enneagram as well, which Karen spoke about in our call this morning. I haven't done those ones, but I have done the human design and the Myers-Briggs, which are really interesting. This is really an opportunity to get to know ourselves more and love ourselves deeper. So anyway, back to uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. They were given flaws to make them more interesting because can you even imagine how boring all of the movies would have been if there was Wonder Woman and Superman were always going to come out on top? Well, no, they have to have some sort of thing where they've got some sort of perceived weakness because they need the hero's journey as part of the script, as part of their evolution, because you know that in all of those movies, they have to have this crisis of confidence and then they overcome it and then they're victorious. And we get that opportunity to do that for ourselves every single day. Our actions and reactions and acceptance of ourselves and how we reframe things so we can see them as our superpowers really dictate whether we're living a life where we're feeling like we're successful and winning or we're feeling like we're never quite measuring up. We're never, ever going to feel fulfilled if we keep focusing on the things that we're a little bit rubbish at. And Karen, who's like, really, she should be the sponsor of this podcast. She gave three key takeaways in the Facebook group afterwards. And she said, strengths build strength. The more we focus on and use our strengths, the stronger they become. We'll never, that's number one. Two, we'll never exceed our own expectations. So we need to set the bar high. We do. Like we are capable of so much. Actually, there's a quote that I want to tell you. I've got it up on my wall. It's attributed to Thomas Edison, but who actually knows? (laughs) I think a lot of things get attributed to him and who knows if he actually said them. If we all did the things we are capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. And that's the thing. It's just putting the focus onto what we are capable of doing, what we are good at and focusing on that. And then her third takeaway was we are the change. In the way we act and react, we shape our realities. That's it for today's episode. I hope you found something valuable here that can support you in getting to know yourself more, love yourself deeper, and transform any perceived character flaws into superpowers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Release Revolution. Now, every good revolution needs people. And so I would be ever so grateful if you could share this podcast out with friends and family. You know those conversations when people start running themselves down or looking for miracle diet cures. Just share this podcast with them. Another way that you can share is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that's showing Apple, hey, more people need to see this. And every time you leave a five-star rating, an angel gets her wings. True story. Be sure to subscribe yourself so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I've made you a whole bunch of valuable resources that you can find by clicking through on the link that starts in go and ends in the word hello 
in the podcast description or show notes. So it's go.mindkey.com.au forward slash hello. And those resources are fabulous. You've got a free hypno download that supports you to break up with diets forever. There's a workshop that you can listen to to find out your sabotaging behaviors. You can listen to more hypno recordings over on my YouTube channel. And there's paid programs and ways to work more intensively with me over there. So go over and check that out. And I'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Believe in you. You've got this.